Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Here at the Business Creators Radio Show, we help you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from the intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Over the past five years, over 260 of our guests have helped many of our listeners achieve this very thing. We have entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners. We have the marketing and business coaches, consultants, and mentors. We have those who help others create their businesses, and we have the do-it-yourselfers who like to have your own hands on the levers. If you, like me, are one or more of the above, and some of our listeners who tune in every week are all of the above, please take a moment, explore episodes, discover how we serve you at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be certain to subscribe to your favorite syndication network you're listening to this on, such as iTunes. You will get fresh content every single week and immediate access to our entire library, which is also located at businesscreatorsradioshow.com. So today, we are going to get into a very much in-demand topic. People have written to me. People have stopped me in the hallway at seminars and conferences. People have commented on our social media. What they want to know is how to effectively market your services, your consultation, your coaching, and your advice, as opposed to tangible goods such as physical products or access to an online product. So we're going to cover that, and then we're going to look into why traditional marketing methods almost across the board should be avoided, and there are more effective alternatives that will help you do this. To give us this understanding, and let me tell you guys, this is a major get for us here. I'm very excited about this one. We have Tom Poland of Leadsology. Let me just tell you about Tom. He started his first business at age 24 and has gone on to start and sell four others, taking two of them international. And in that time, he's managed teams of over 100 people with annual revenues of more than $20 million. He's the best-selling author of Leadsology, The Science of Being in Demand. He's also shared international speaking platforms with guys like Michael Garber of Emith fame, Richard Cook from the 8020 Principle, Brian Tracy, and many others you probably <laughs> just barely heard of. So, Tom, come on in. The weather's fine. Ta-da. Thanks for the intro, Adam. You bet. And you, I know, are going to give us a lot of information on marketing the invisible. But before we do that, what I'd like to do is just sort of Take a step back. By now, some of our listeners have separate browser tabs open. They're Googling your name. They're binging the name Leadsology. They're trying to figure out more about who this Tom Poland guy is. So let's hear a little bit from you about your journey and what's brought you to the place where you are right now, serving business creators in the intersection of their brilliance and passion. We saw your very impressive bio, but let's learn a little bit more about the man before we dive in. Sure. Well, I'm uh, look, I live in a little place uh, next to the waves on the sand, actually, a little place called Castaways Beach in Queensland, Australia, which I think is the best place in the world, uh, which is why I moved here. And I'm voluntarily married uh, with dinkies, dual income, no kids. And we live here with our, our border collie dog marketing, Monty the marketing wonder dog. But what, what, what's more specifically, what led me to be the guy who wrote the book, Marketing the Invisible, Leads All the Two Marketing Invisible, it was actually, it's actually quite a long journey. And it was born out of multiple experiences of frustration and disappointment because 
When I started my own businesses way back when, some 37 odd years ago, I knew that marketing was something I had to get good at. And so, I mean, I literally flew around the world and sat at the feet of marketing gurus and masters and bought their courses and programs and books and seminars and workshops. And I'm pretty good implementer, so I could come back and implement. And what I find is an experience that I now come to understand is ubiquitous. It's almost universal. It is, is that I implement, and two months later, guess what? I had a chauffeur. I'd have like an empty bank account balance because I paid the guru all this money, and I'd have a new more clients. So I, I really got to the point where I thought, I've got to figure this thing out myself. And, and so that, that set me off on this journey of figuring out how do you get inbound leads from people who are highly qualified and highly motivated to, to work with you. So that's, and, and, you know, 37 years of trying to figure it out, I, I think I might have learned a thing or two. And that's really where marketing visible, the leads obviously brand was born out of. It was born out of that experience of regular frustration and disappointment. And a lot of listeners will have had that exact same experience. They'll have listened to someone who's a crash hot speaker and looks real good and certainly did a haircut in mind. And, and they'll go, okay, let me, I'll fork over, you know, $1,000, $2,000, $10,000, $50,000 because this guy seems, or this gal seems to know what they're talking about, and all they have to show for it two months later is an empty bank account balance. So I think a lot of people will probably right. relate to that experience. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So what we want to cover today is more on this topic of what you call invisible selling. And I love that name, by the way. So... Let's begin by defining oh, our just, terms. Can I just correct Go you ahead. there? Go ahead. You used a dirty word, which was selling. Oh, so, so my, yeah. Yeah, that's Marketing okay. Marketing the invisible. You know, oh. <laughs> exactly. So, so let, okay, that's, now, that's a good point. You know, so, this, this, so, this, okay, so this next statement is going to get howls of protest from probably about 30 listeners. Selling is what you have to do when your marketing sucks. And because right. my selling sucks, <laughs> I have to be good at marketing. But to me, to me, we, we, what marketing does is it, is it creates great offers that are all but irresistible, but a series of them. And so by the time someone who's making an inquiry gets to talk to, say, one of our listeners, it's not a matter of convincing them of anything. It's just a matter of confirming they're making the right decision. So... Convincing is selling, confirming is marketing. Well, see, look at that. We have the opportunity to unearth a very important groundhog that's sometimes buried beneath the surface that we express through our choice of words. So by making that shift from mm. selling to marketing, we're already looking at this through a new mind frame, which is very, very important. It's, it's almost like I set those pins up and you rolled a strike. So we work well together here. I'm liking it so far. <laughs> now let's... <laughs> now let's dive in. Uh, let's define our terms here, Tom. Tell us a little bit about what you call leadsology and the problems that it solves. Right. If it's anything different than what right. we already said. Right. So having having bagged selling, let me just tell you when I cut my teeth on selling. So how did leadsology come about? What does it mean? Um, so when I was 24, I signed up to be a life insurance salesperson. I set up a brokerage and hired staff and everything else, and so I'd wake up unemployed every Monday morning, and eventually I got a, you know people to do this for me. But to start with, I had to call people who didn't want to hear from me and convince them they should see me when they didn't want to see me and talk to them about buying something that they really didn't want to buy, which was a life insurance policy. So I know a bit about selling. In fact, you know, 
I, you know, I have that line, you know, selling is what you do and what you have to do in your marketing stocks. But I, I think I understand something about selling. But always, the nirvana, the holy grail for me, was not to do selling, was to do this thing that I had heard of called marketing, where the leads would come in, where I could right. generate demand, yeah, where I could, where people would make bookings to talk with me, and those bookings were, were from people already educated about what I do, that agreed that they could afford to work with me, uh, and, and, you know, they were highly motivated just to be able to confirm that this was the right move for them. That, to me, was... That's marketing heaven. And so that's what leadsology is about. Leadsology, you know, I guess if you come up with a word, you get to say what it actually means. It's the science of being in demand. It's the science, the step-by-step process of setting up a system where people are reaching out so the leads are inbound. So I, a couple of, couple of key specifics here, if you like, key, key ideas. Inbound, highly qualified, weekly. That's the criteria. And the reason for weekly is that if you have fresh, uh, highly qualified, very motivated, you find inquiries coming in every week, you've got not just survival in your business, you've got thrival in your business. Your business is going to take off. And, and inbound is incredibly efficient because you don't have to go chasing. You don't have to be Neanderthal cold calling and destroy your self-esteem and waste a lot of people's time and really piss people off. You don't have to send out 10,000 direct mail letters. You don't have to do complicated online funnels or go to trade shows or go to business networking meetings. Pretty much all of the traditionally recommended marketing methods, you don't have to do that with my model because you only show up. You just basically just show up. You show up to two meetings. One meeting is you run every single week and you present to a group of people about how you work with your clients. It's not a free training. It's a demonstration. I come along and I'll demonstrate how I work with my clients. So you get a group of people to attend that meeting and then you have to show up to the second meeting, which is handling inquiries from the people who attended the first meeting. That's it. And you could call it just show up marketing, I guess, because that's what you're doing. You just show up to those meetings. Wow. So let me just uh, capture a couple of the, the last things you said. Is we're going to, again, change our terms. And I love the idea of how we pay attention to words because that's a very key part of what I do in my practice as well. Just like we uh, distinguish between sales and marketing. Now, instead of calling it a free training, now we're calling it a demonstration. I, lo- I love that because uh, right. a free training, people may think, oh, I can get it for free, and based on what's here, I'm going to have everything I need. I can go try it on my own. But a demonstration, and tell me if uh, there's any modifications to my words that need to be brought up to mm-hmm. make this clear to our listeners, is a demonstration is this is not about helping you do it. This is about showing you how we do it. Is that correct? Right. That's correct. All right. And the reason the reason then, that, that sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I would just go ahead. Okay, thank you. So so the reason this this is an incremental shift. It's not quantum leap. It's still gonna work if you offer it for free training, but it's better if you offer a demo for two reasons. One is the value proposition is more directly aligned with what the action you want people to take at the end, which is to sign up as a client. There's right. no subterfuge. There's no bait and switch. There's no, oh, it's a free training. Oh, heck, no, it's not. It's a sales ambush. Because people have had that experience, you know, probably a hundred times. They've gone to a open, you know, free workshop, free training, free webinar, whatever, and then they've spent, you know, like an hour listening to someone speak, and there's a half-hour pitch. They go, hang on, this is not a free training. This is a sales trap, right? So yeah. what good marketing 
I believe one of the things that good marketing always does is it goes against the grain. It does things that are different to what everyone else has been doing, and it, 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 it speaks to the elephant of the room, and, and it, pardon mixing my metaphors, but it tells you that the emperor does not, in fact, have any clothes on. Right? So, so it's like a breath of fresh air, and people say, oh, it's so genuine, it's so authentic. Well, yeah, you know what? It's genuine and it's authentic because it's actually just the truth. I don't want to give you free training. I would rather five to show you, if you're interested, how I work with my clients, and we'll do a demonstration of that if you like. So, so the first reason it's, it's definitely an improvement is that the value proposition is more direct, it's more transparent, and it's more honest. And it's the first exposure to my brand that someone has is direct, or transparent, and honest. That's, that's going to be a point of difference, right? Straight off the bat. Very much so. How, contrast that. Yeah. And it's the first exposure to my brand is it's been deceptive. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's been cool, it's been valuable, but not quite what you told me it was going to be. Then how is that going to pan out in the long term? So first reason, it's better, direct, honest, transparent value proposition. Second reason it's better, think about it. Would you rather go to a training or a demonstration? Now, with a training, I have to work. I can think, what I want to train that my unconscious is going, hmm, I'm going to sweat, I'm going to work out. It's going to be good, but I'm going to work out. Demonstration, I get to sit back and see someone else weave their magic to strut their stuff. Now, I, I figured this out one of my early businesses, and I think I was barely out of my 20s, but I developed some software, again, for life insurance companies, actually. It used to be called sales software. I can't remember it was sort of sales, analytical, something, 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 three of the acronym sales. And I'd phone up head offices. Now, bear in mind that we didn't have windows at that, at that stage. You know, it wasn't the fancy pants. I mean, Mac hadn't been born. We just had very basic software with very basic computers. But I, I wrote this, this software, and it was pretty darn cool, and there was nothing like it. So I'd phone up, off, you know, get offices and uh, purchasing offices, and we didn't even, there weren't even IT managers then. You know, they had administration managers in charge of this mainframe and that sort of stuff. So, I mean, this is, this is how old I am. Anyway, I'd phone them up, and I'd say, hey, look, I've got this fancy pants software that can do ABC. Can I talk to you about it? And they go, nah, not really. <laughs> and then I call I'd give another set of phone calls and I say, Hey look, I'm gonna be in your city Thursday week. Would you like to see a demonstration of my software? Hell yeah, sign me up. When can you get by? And suddenly I realized that people like demonstrations. That the whole idea of a demonstration, let me sit back, let Tom make a pool of himself, or let them you know, let them shine. Either way, I just get to sit back and watch. It should be fun. So that's what we do. We position our online meetings, and I, we can talk, if you want, why online meetings are the most perfect marketing medium for marketing visible, but we position them as a demonstration, which is exactly what they are. Come along. I'll show you how my clients are generating leads. I'll show you the system that I keep my clients who are generating leads from London to Berlin to New York to Sydney around the world. Uh, 77 clients live in different time zones. Hopefully, they can't all be wrong. Let me show you how they do that. And at the end of it, I'm very honest and open and transparent. At the end of it, if you want to hang around, and talk about how we can connect and how maybe you, you might want to come a client, we can do that. And if you just got what you came for, then you know, got what you came for during the meeting, that's cool too. That's fine. You're cool. So no, no ambushes, no bait and switch, which is where you offer something and people kind of get up something else, even if they've enjoyed it, it's still different. Yeah. So I heard you mention software, uh, and I want to make sure I didn't miss something. Let's say that we are looking to promote something that, is invisible or maybe intangible, say, for example, a consulting yeah. service or a coaching service, how would we demonstrate that, or is that possible? 
Yeah, it is. I mean, the software thing, don't get me wrong, that's not what I, what I pitch these days. These days, I have, you know, sleazeology, which doesn't involve any complicated software. This is, this is way back then, you know, like 30 years ago when we had software for, for computers. So, but with the consulting, so it's, a, it's a great question. So, have, you know, if you've got something like an app, you can demonstrate that, right? Or it's a jungle or something, you can demonstrate that. But how do you, how do you demonstrate some service like, you know, lead generation? Because you're not kind of physically doing it in real time, right? It's not like push this button and see this thing pop up. But, but everyone, whether it's a consultant or an online trainer or someone who's marketing, um, you know, courses, uh, I, I, that's essentially what I do, everyone has a process that their clients work through. So they have a step one, they have a step two, they have a step three. Perhaps there's a diagnostic, and then there's a report and a summary, and then there's stage one of implementation. But essentially all you're doing is you're segmenting whatever services you're providing, and you're showing people what you do at each step and why you do it and what the results are. So that, that's a demonstration. It's, take your point, it's not the same as demonstrating software, but it's still a demonstration. Right, right, right. So what I'm visioning right now is the demonstration could be, for example, you share a couple case studies. So this is a problem that my client had, and these are some of the factors that we discovered. This is a, our discovery process that got us there. And when we did our work in coaching and consulting, these are the results that the client experienced. And we can show that through statistics. We can show it through numbers, charts, graphs, testimonials, what have you. But it's just the idea that they can see with their own eyes, this is a real company that got real results in this. Yes, and in the start of what you just said there, I just want to highlight that. In the process of that, you are demonstrating to people that you have developed into a proprietary process. And this is step one, this is step two, this is step three. And as you said, embedded in that can be case studies and client examples and so on. Right, proprietary process. And I've seen many proprietary yeah. processes. In fact, I... Um, on the fly, I invented one. I, um, you know, in my in my public speaking, when I'm speaking on topics related to either marketing or influence, one thing I'll do is I'll get up to the edge of the stage and I'll say, "Look, folks, the very last thing you ever need or want in your business, in fact, if you have this in your business, you should get rid of it. It's traffic to your website." Now people will look at me like, <laughs> "What?" That gets so cut here, through, right? <laughs> Exactly. Here's the switch. And since we're also talking about the power of shifting words here, the switch is, as I say, traffic. What's traffic? To me, traffic is 10,000 10, people all crowding onto a so-called expressway that was designed for 1,000 people uh, getting stuck in traffic jams only to go to a place where they don't even want to be in the first place and sit there for nine hours so they can dread doing the same thing coming home. It's the reason why I don't have anything but a home office. I, I mean, so the only traffic I deal with is am I going to trip over my cat on my way down the hall? So, uh, and I had to say that because my cat's sitting right here watching me with a look of judgment. So to me, that's what traffic is. Traffic is a lot of stuff being shoved down a corridor that doesn't even necessarily want to go there or have any need to go there. Website, right. what's a website? Is that a home page? Is that an about page? Is that a webinar registration page? Is that a podcast page? Is that a sales page? A contact page? A privacy policy page? What is a website? A website can be all of those things, and all of those things can be concluded within a website. So what I say is that folks need to attract visitors 
to their web page. Visitors to their web page who are, and this is where we get into an off-the-cuff proprietary system, who are in alignment with the three P's of website conversions. Pre-qualified, which means right audience, right message, right time. Prepped, which means they're so excited about what they're seeing in that email or that social status or what you've said on stage that they can't wait to make the move. And pre-qualified, prepped, and pumped, which is that having been prepped to know what they're going to expect, they are clicking on that link, and your website dang well better open in about half a second because they are itching to take that action that you told them to take. So shifting words. That's a great example of a proprietary process. Yeah, Yeah, a great example. You you created a value delivery model, and you've explained step one, step two, step three. You you give them the reasons why. With our stuff, we we, we, we tell people why online meetings are the the best marketing meeting they could, and, and we tell them, how we put them together and how we get the audiences from and what we do at the end of the meetings to convert audience participants into new client inquiries. So it's a simple demonstration. Uh, we, we want to provide, I think it's really important that we provide fresh insight uh, along the way to demonstrate that what we have is proprietary. Um, and you know what, Adam, I think probably everyone has a proprietary process. It's just that some people haven't yet articulated in such a way to make it obvious to the marketplace that it is a proprietary process. Yeah, very true. And, and, and a great way to create a proprietary process, in my opinion, is think about an acronym. In my book, Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy, to organize the message of the book, which actually covers a number of disparate areas that only relate when I explain how they relate, is we create what's known yeah. as the spring yeah. formula. So you know, you know, here, here in the United States, in many parts of the states where we have groundhogs, on February 2nd, which is Groundhog Day, the groundhog tells us, are we going into spring or is it going to be six more weeks of winter? So we designed the spring formula. And the S, the P, the R, the I, the N, and the G stand for six separate elements of the spring formula. You have mindset. You have prospects. You have how you manage your team members so that they will serve your customers more effectively. You have the intake process, which means converting that purchaser into a customer because a purchaser and a customer are two different things. Then you have... The mind, you know, the word shifts and the power of language, like we've touched on so many times during this interview. And then at the end, we have the idea of getting maximum results through implementing minimalism in your business structure and processes. So that in itself is also a proprietary process. Spring. Gotcha. Bingo. There's the model. Yeah, and I'm and I'm and sharing that for our listeners so they can see the, how this works. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, good, it's a great example. It's a great example. It's, uh, the thing's got to be presented, I mean, I call it a persuasion sequence. It's got to be presented in a sequence that uh, builds on where people are at right now, establishes your credibility. Uh, I call it the, the promise, the proof, and prove it. So what's the promise? So if I put this thing into place into my business or my life, what's the transformation that takes place? And that's got to be articulated. So our promises, for example, you wake up every Monday morning, you check your calendar and a smile, as you have sipping your coffee, a smile spreads across your face as you see all of these bookings from in your calendar from new, new prospective clients who want to work with you. That's the promise. And then to prove it is, well, let, let, let's show you how well the system works. And I, sh- you know, I'm embarrassed to do it almost, but I show people in my shopping cart that see the, see the revenue I've generated, and let's have a look at some clients' results. See what that's so that we've proved it. So we've got the promise, we've got the proof. And then we've got to prove 
which is, this is the model. This is how it all works. And they look at it and they go, yeah, that makes sense. I can see that would work. And I can see why the other options wouldn't work quite so well. So by the time a client gets to see you, how you run your, you run your, your demonstration, by the time they get to see you, just think of what's happened here. First of all, you've had the opportunity to eliminate all your competitors, probably quite right, well, hopefully quite rightly. You've eliminated, elimination has gone on, nothing to do with body parts, but elimination has gone on and that you've eliminated their other options. And I, if, if I think there's another option that they, they could consider, I don't talk about it. I just eliminate all the other options that I think are dumb, like complicated online funnels and, you know, product launches and affiliates and going to trade shows and all that sort of stuff. So elimination has happened. Um, education has happened because they're very now very well aware of how you work with your clients and hopefully they like that and they're aware of your pricing and they've agreed that they can afford that. So we've got elimination, we've got qualification. Um, sorry, education, we've got qualification because they've put their hand up before they've booked and said, yes, I can afford you. They're qualified and yes, I do have this need. And finally, you've got motivation. So all those things happen during a one-hour online demonstration. Elimination education, qualification, and motivation. Whereas if you just try to generate a new client inquiry, say through a LinkedIn article or through buying a list and emailing them, spamming them, or whatever else, we haven't had the elimination, education, qualification, and motivation. So when they get to speak with you, they're going, oh, that sounds quite good. I'll let me think about that. Like, you never heard that, right? <laughs> Yeah. And the reason they have to think about it is they haven't had been through the process of elimination of the other options, uh, education of how you work, qualifications, just I can't afford you, I do have a need for your services, and motivation. Hey, this thing really makes, I need to, I need to reach out and talk to Ian or whatever, or Adam or Tom or whatever. So that, right. that's, that's what the online demonstration does, is it fulfills those four, four, right. uh, four, sure. four um, as should we say, objectives. Yeah, and Tom, let me make sure we have it because our, we're obviously both extremely enthusiastic here. I mean, this is one of those ones where both of us are just chomping at the bit the whole freaking time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love when they happen like this because we get so much done. And also because both of us tend to talk kind of fast, I just want to make sure, and I want to stay in my own voice to make sure we got those four elements out. I heard elimination, education, um, qualification, yep. and motivation. Do I have those four right? Correct. You've got to be good. Very good. Awesome. That is good news. So uh, let's take a step back here. I mean, we're, we're speaking about, well, actually, before we take a step back, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier that this is more than a one-step process. And I, that's music to my ears because I believe myself, as you know, my coaches have told me, as I found in my, my own business when I've had the best experience converting clients, that sometimes you need to close down the sale. Like if you go for that hard, like if you go for that hard sell, and again, I'm using the word sell on purpose here because we're mm. go, we're, we're we're anchoring back to that distinction between marketing and selling. That you get somebody on the phone, you run them through a series of questions, and then you make the pitch. Now, what I've seen happen is you make the pitch, and maybe some will say yes, and you could get some great relationships out of there. Who knows? Maybe it works. I think you need to calibrate what your offers are and what they deliver before you decide to take this approach. But then if they start to hem yeah. and haw, then the question is, do you want to now use NLP to squeeze them to give you your credit card? And I'm using the word squeeze intentionally. Are uh -huh. you wanting to use NLP to help them feel good about their decision? That's a positive way of looking at it. Do you want to 
check in and see what information, what education and qualification you could have put up front to spur the motivation to get them to want to make that decision. And then what is your strategy if they just say, no, and I'm hanging up on you, don't try this on me. So that's a challenge right there. When you, what I like about your model is since, particularly when it comes to higher ticket sales, we found, and through our own experience, that that type of approach doesn't work. I mean, I use that approach myself, and it works extremely well for our 30-day jumpstart package. And because that's a very straightforward thing. It's one of those things where basically you're either going to do it or they're not, you're not. And by the time I've gotten them on the telephone, I've already educated them about the need to be ready to become a new media star. Um, I've qualified them by identifying people who are interested in taking this step to get ready to be a memorable guest on podcasts, live streams, and things like that. And they're usually pretty, and they're usually pretty motivated to begin with. And that's a short-term thing. It's 30 days. The price point is quite reasonable for, any, for anybody. In fact, if you go and do the research, you find it's almost a steal. And these are, you know, when you're at that level, you're either going to move on it or you're not. I'm not going to even discuss with them how do we work together long term because if I'm going for the quick close, I want there to be no regrets, and I want them to feel that after 30 days that regardless of whether they choose to work with me or not, and I'm going to want them to work with me, obviously, or maybe I don't. Maybe I'm going to decide I just want them to go on their way. It's, you know, it's good for you as the coaching consultant, too, before you tie into any long-term relationships. You really just don't feel good about what you work with them. That's great for that model. But when we're talking about high-ticket stuff, I love the fact that you're slowing down the sale. So we do this demonstration rather than a free training, and then I heard you say that there's a follow-up to it, and the purpose of that follow-up is to handle inquiries. That's what I heard. Pretty much, pretty much right. Let me let me give you a metaphor to explain the rationale behind the slow process. And I, you know, we've already talked. And thank you for slowing me down. We talked about the need to create this space and time up to one hour, where we have the opportunity to meet with groups of people so we can ethically and quite rightly eliminate their options other than working with us that aren't going to be good for them anyhow, to educate them as to why, you know, how we work with clients, to qualify them, make sure that they are a fit, and, and to motivate them. Now, having said that, we don't want everyone to book a time to talk. You know, I don't want everyone booking a time to talk with them because there are... Right. There is a level of, of a functional level of lack of interest. And by functional, it means it works towards my goals, not against them. If, if I have people that I'm thinking, man, they were perfect. Why didn't they buy? That's a dysfunctional level of interest. But I, I don't want everyone registering for the online demo. I don't want everyone attending the demo. I do not want everyone reaching out and either booking a consult or buying a product or service. Because not everyone should. That's not going to suit everyone. Not everyone has the money. Not everyone is ready the timing-wise. So, so the, old, the old style of selling was, you know, get them on the call and crunch them and close them. Get the money in the bank account and ding next, please. It, to me, that's a freaking a Neanderthal model. That is, that is the personification of a person <laughs> being convinced against the will is a person who still remains unconvinced. Those people don't keep paying. They don't, keep, they don't come back to the clients because they have the phone and, and, and they walk out the way dazed and confused and kind of a punch drunk in their mind. They go, Jesus, what just happened there? That guy was good. I mean, I was a good salesperson, but I don't really want it, you know. So, so if, if 
people aren't buying, I think they should, I'm not going to look at my sales techniques. I'm going to go back and have a look at the marketing. And that, because that's what needs to be fixed. I either didn't, I didn't filter out the right, the wrong people, or I didn't filter in the right people. And speaking of, here's the metaphor I want to give you. Let's just say there's a whole bunch of, let's say we're really thirsty and, and, and we need some water. And that water is a metaphor for, for new clients. So we're really thirsty, we need some water. Because all we've got is this bunch of storm water that's got dirt in it and might have, God knows what, sewage in it and everything else. But there's water, right? Are we going to drink it? No, we're not going to no. drink it. <laughs> but, right. So, so, but what we need to get our drinking water from that is we need two things. We need filters so that that dirty, icky, polluted water can go through the filters and we get pure water at the bottom. But we also need volume. Because if we only have two drops of storm water and we put those through the filters, nothing's going to come out the bottom. So we need a series of filters, and we need volume. So think about it like this. So when, when we invite someone to register for an online meeting, that's a filter. Dirty stormwater doesn't get through. We ask them to show up for the meeting, another filter. Dirty stormwater doesn't get through. We ask them to sit through the meeting for an hour, another filter, and so on. And so by the time you get someone, with, they want to book a time to talk with me, they have to check some boxes to say they can afford to work with me, yes, they're motivated, yes, the timing's right, and they can't book a time to talk with me unless they go click, 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 literally check the boxes, and then, boom, they can book a time to talk with me. So that's another filter. So volume and filters. No good having a filter without the volume. No good having a volume without the filters. If you do lots of good marketing, you've got down to the right filters, you just end up speaking with a bunch of broke people that just want to pick your brain and kick your tires. They're never going to buy anything. No filters in place. If you don't have the volume, yeah. but you've got great filters, no one wants to talk to you because you haven't had enough volume to get through. So you need to have both the volume and the filters. And, you know, the, the security of, of new lead, new client flow comes from the volume. The efficiency comes from the filters. Very true. And you know what I also – one of the reasons I wanted to bring this topic on today is because we have folks that want to move from the low ticket – to the high ticket, so I want to address that as well. Let me give you an example of somebody, of somebody that I know, uh, you know, that I see when I look in the mirror every morning. About ten years ago, this guy uh, is, uh, you know, he at that time owned a website development firm, and he, you know, he's not actually a web designer. He had a team that did this stuff, and he coordinated it. So he decided that really wasn't the business he wanted to be in. And he had the opportunity to jump into website conversion consulting, which at the time was much more interesting to me. So I start to put out there information about website conversion consulting. And uh, what I have, the challenge I have in the market, though, is a legacy of people who referred me. And I'll circle around to that in a second because this is going to turn into a two-part question, I fear, um, or I'm excited about Uh and because all the referrals had been based on, well, you can do your website, you can do your squeeze pages. Goodness gracious, how long do we call them squeeze pages? They're landing pages now, I think. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, they used to be called shy yes pages, uh, all kinds of stuff. But any, but at any rate, so he would uh, speak about the website conversion consulting, and he would get responses like, yeah, 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 yeah I, I have an expert for that. How much for a squeeze page? Or people would introduce me as like, Hey, this is my web guy. Somebody who hadn't been a client for four years was introducing me in the present tense that way. So 
Here, here, as I see, was the two-part challenge. The first, the, the first part was, is I actually was still not, not, the word intentionally, not, not, speaking enough about my past in the website development realm because I kept mentioning it. It kept coming up. I needed to focus only on where I'm going. And when it came to issues of cash flow, which a lot of entrepreneurs get into cash flow issues, it's understandable. And I needed to stop saying, well, I'll take on a few of those projects because the money's good. Yeah, the money's good and the heartache is awful. So, but I just need to stop that. So if I need a new client anyway, I might as well just go get a new client in the thing I want to do. And voila, you get more clients that way because now you're focused. You need money. You need clients. You need activity. So the other part of this is having a business. And I agree that referrals are great. And part of the process I teach of moving somebody from a purchaser to a customer is that when they're your customer, they essentially become your unpaid affiliate because they rave about you and then everybody wants to work with you because you're a star. So you have an unpaid sales force and uncommissioned affiliates bringing you customers through referrals. That is awesome. But if you bet if you bet your entire business model on that, now basically your business is being determined by what other people say it is rather than what you say it is. And I was in that trap because I didn't have enough people who were singing the praises of the new thing. It just hadn't evolved far enough yet. So when you have a case where somebody is moving from low ticket to high ticket and or they're moving from uh, a model where it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, referral-based to actually building their own marketing, what advice would you give that person to get them out of doing this old low-ticket A thing and exclusively into this high-ticket B thing without any static? Well, it's one, of the, it's one of the rare occasions where I'd say, if you build it, they will come. Right. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a movie around uh, Kevin Costner, I started this guy. And, uh, build a dream. Yeah, Field of Dreams. That's the thank you, Field of Dreams. And he builds this baseball, uh, and then it cuts down his, you know, all his corn. He builds a baseball park, and all these ghosts, these famous baseball players, who did come back and play. You know, if you build it, they will come. That's what the message he received intuitively. So it's a bit woo-woo, but it's kind of a cool movie anyhow. So other people say, look, if you build this amazing service, people will just flock to it. You know, it's like build a bit of mousetrap, and people will build be the past your door, which is rubbish. Of course, they won't. You'll become the world's best kept secret. But when you increase your pricing, not in isolation to everything else, but when you increase your pricing, you automatically attract premium priced clients. It's, uh, pricing is the most elastic, flexible, uh, non-rational, <laughs> best I can understand, the non-rational thing you can mess with. So I'm, you know, I, I started a program once, and we, we charged 200 bucks a month, and people bought. And then I thought, well, I'm getting plenty of clients, and let's let's try, well, let's try 500 dollars a month, and people bought. And I thought, sure, that's interesting. We don't have any drop off, virtually no drop off in the ratio of inquiries to purchases. Let's try a thousand dollars a month. Guess what? We had a small drop off, but overall volume was up very significantly, and I had less clients to serve. So then we thought, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Let's try $1,500 a month. Guess what? People are still buying. Now, not the same people, obviously, because the person that can afford $200 a month is not the person that can afford $1,500 a month. So then what I thought is, well, let's split it. Let's offer people a service for $500 a month and a different service 
Rolls Royce for fifteen hundred dollars a month. So we get around about one third going into the five hundred dollar a month service, five hundred a month being over twelve months, and about sorry, about two thirds going to the five hundred a month, and about a third going into the the, the fifteen hundred a month. Was, uh, but guess how many clients we would get under the $1,500 a month program if we didn't have a $1,500 a month offer? Zero. None. Zero, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. anyone out there that's looking to transition from low-ticket items to high-ticket items, the, the first thing you can do is if you've got something that's really making a difference in someone's life or someone's business, just go and double your prices straight off the bat. Don't change anything else. Just stop selling yourself short because... I can tell you categorically, having worked with clients for 37 plus years, and in dozens of situations, having had the conversation with the clients, says, look, my margins aren't big enough, we're not enough revenue, and I say, look, just put your prices up. And they go, oh, I can't do that, and they give me all the reasons why they can't. And eventually, they put their prices up, and they come back, and they go, oh, my God, I wish I'd done that 10 years ago. Not right. one exception to that. Not one. Over, over 37 plus years. So that's the first thing I'd say is fully realize the value that you are delivering, assuming that you are delivering terrific value. And price based on value, don't price based on what makes you cringe. Because you as the provider, the person who's more sensitive about pricing than anyone else in the marketplace is not the buyer, it's the seller. You know, this reminds me of something. Uh, the folks that I work with from time to time here in Las Vegas uh, for something uh, – it's actually a little bit more complicated than I can describe it in two sentences. Well, not really complicated, but it has more layers to it. But just for the sake of our conversation in one word, we'll call it hypnotherapy. Well, I worked with them for a while, and their rates were, I believe, $100 an hour for the services they provide, and they do amazing work. So last year, I needed to go back to them because I wanted to you know, do a routine clearing of my head trash. And I find out that, oh, their rates are now $200 an hour, $200 an hour. Here's what happened. I, I asked them about that. It's like, wow, your rates literally doubled. And here's what happened. They were featured on that show on MTV here in the States called Teen Mom. And as a result of their appearance on that show, their inquiries went through the roof. And here's the other interesting thing they sh shared with me. You ready for this? They had to double their rates. They had to double their rates just to screen prospects more effectively. And after they doubled their rates, their inquiry volume went up. Uh, uh, fascinating. Fascinating. So And that's what I was saying about pricing, Adam, is that it, it sometimes defies logic. You, you would think that if you put your prices up, like you've doubled your prices, that inquiry levels would go down. But in this case, and it, you, have to, you have to match the price to the person. You have to match the price to the marketplace. But I, I can tell you categorically that I could offer a $200 program a month to someone who's earning, let's say, I don't know, $5,000 a month, and then buy it. Yep. After the same program, with the same power and potency to someone who's earning a million dollars a year, they wouldn't buy it. They're not going to buy that. They, they want something for 25 grand. So it's relative to revenue. Now, when you offer something for 25 grand versus, say, $200 a month, then, of course, the person who's going to buy the, the lower volume program won't buy. But hell, the person who's going to buy the, the wouldn't buy that will buy the $25,000 program. So the price is so relevant 
so directly related, I should say, to the revenue that a person is currently experiencing. If you want to attract people who have greater revenue and therefore can afford to pay more, it's really simple. Just put your prices up. Because if, yes, you know, if, I, if I embed a lead gen system, if I embed a lead gen system into a business that's currently doing, say, what's that, ten thousand a month, and we show them how to get, I don't know, let's say another twenty clients a month, they might go from ten thousand a month to fifty thousand a month, or even hundred thousand a month. That's a big difference. But if I can do the same thing across an organization that has, say, hundred salespeople, we could actually increase their volume by a million dollars a week. Now, it's the same content. It's the same advice. It's the same system. But the value to someone who's a bigger organization is exponentially larger than someone who has a small organization. So really, I don't have to pay change four-fifths or five-eighths of what I'm actually doing. All I have to do is change the pricing. Exactly. So I'll tell you what, Tom, uh, this interview is so exciting. Time has flown by. We're already at the 45-minute mark. I do want to give you the moment at the end because I know you have a little something for us. So basically, we have about 10 minutes left for content. There are two questions I want okay. to make sure that we carefully ask. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask the questions, monitor the time, and after I ask the questions, I'm basically just going to let you speak without interjection because I know you have some great stuff here. So here's the first of the two questions okay. I want to get in. Inside your book, mm -hmm. Leadsology, you present a formula called the titanium triangle. What is that all about? Yeah. Okay. Titanium triangle. T triangle because there's three parts to it. Titanium because it's stronger than steel and, and more valuable than gold. So these are the three parts to your marketing model that if you put these three parts in place, you are assured of indestructible business growth. Um, the first part of the titanium triangle is that every single week you uh, you 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 do something that adds value to your to your to your network. So it could be you run a meeting for them, it could be an article, it could be a blog post, but you've got an email subscriber list, you've got social media followers. Every single week you do something that adds value to those people. So you nurture and keep your brand in the brain. And no, I do not mean you flog them something, you give them an offer and say it closes people midnight. You don't do that every single week. But you give them something, it's cool. I mean it's valuable, something it's interesting. And info, info, whatever it happens to be. Quote of the week can be really simple that you keep your brand in their brain until they're ready to buy. And that is what social media is quite good at, is keeping the brands in the brains of people ready to buy. That's one of the fun things. The second thing is, is you do something every single week that grows your email subscriber list. That's the second part of the triangle. Now, the email subscriber list, as distinct from LinkedIn connections or Facebook followers, et cetera, et cetera, because, I mean, I would trade... 10,000 LinkedIn connections for 100 email subscribers every day of the week, a completely different quality of lead. Um, so that's the second thing on the triangle. And the third thing is every single week, you give people an offer for them to reach out and book a time to talk to you or become a client. Or, depending on your, your value delivery model, you give people an offer to buy something. There's three things happening every single week. You're nurturing your email list with quality content. You're building your list and you're making an offer. Now, the offer may not go out to the whole list, but let me, let me show you how we, with the mail we do it. So once a week, I do what you do is I interview someone, and we release that email to the list. So that nurtures the list. They get some quality content, and they think, cool, I'm allowed to subscribe to Tom's list because they're going to get quality content coming through. We, every single week, we grow the list by inviting people to share that content. So we're driving traffic back to the interview page, pop up, window pops up, 
hey, if you want to receive notifications, then pop your first name, email address in here, and we'll give you this bonus e-guide as well. And then every single week, I present, and this is the one KPI that's more important than any other single KPI in all my clients' businesses, every single week, with the exception of Christmas, perhaps, is I present to a group of people about how I work with my clients, lead generation demonstration. And at the end of that, I invite people to reach out and book a time to talk to me about becoming a client. So those three things happen every single week, and that's the titanium triangle. Right, and that that's very good. So let's go to the second question. Uh, I, we're doing good on time here right now. Is you know you spoke in, within the titanium triangle about lead generation, and another concept, and I think this is very important to our listeners, is about how you develop multiple streams of leads. I think that's very, extremely important. Mm. So tell us more about that concept from your perspective. Okay, so so my lead gen model is very simple, and it doesn't involve any advertising, paid advertising, and uh, you know, complicated stuff. It's it's pretty simple. It's, if you think if you think of three things, audience, you've got a, like a blank page, you write audience at the top, and in the middle of the page you write asset, and the bottom of the page you write action. That's the model: audience, asset, action. So let's go to the middle one, asset. So all of my clients develop a PowerPoint presentation, and once a week they have an audience on the top of your page attend a meeting, and they present that asset. And at the end of it, there's a call to action, which is book a time to talk to me about becoming a client. Now, if you have a look at the audience, you can get an audience from lots of different places, lots of different ways you, you can get a stream of leads flowing in. You can get them from emailing your own list. You can get them from LinkedIn. You can get them from Amazon if you've got a book. You can get them from Facebook groups. You can get them from cold email. You can get them from doing interviews. You can get them from other people's networks. There's lots of different places you can get audiences from. And all of those audiences are driven to the meeting you do every week where you present your asset, audience, asset, and then the action. The action is the call to action with people all the time to talk to you about becoming a client. So the lead streams concept recognizes a few things. First of all, think of a physical stream of water. What happens with that physical stream of water? Well, it can dry up. It can go underground. It can change direction. It can get polluted. And it can flood. So every single lead stream, it doesn't matter if you're getting a lead through webinars, through Facebook ads, through uh, LinkedIn, wherever you're getting them, I will guarantee you that lead stream, that source of leads will change. It will dry up, it will go underground, or it will get polluted, or it will flood, whatever. So you've got to have more than one lead stream because that could give you not only security in your business, but it gives you prosperity as well. So, for example, our primary lead streams are our own email list. Uh, LinkedIn is a very good lead stream for us. We have Amazon. I have books on Amazon that produce leads. Uh, we used to do Facebook ads. We don't do that anymore because they become too complicated and too expensive. And there are there are simpler and free ways to generate leads. So why kind of would you, why would you? Um, so so by having multiple streams of leads and lead streams, we not only increase the security of the business, but we increase the prosperity of the business as well. Yeah, it's uh, you know multiple streams of income, multiple streams of of revenue, uh, leads, it, it's very important because, right. you, know, you know, if you also want to talk about water, you also have ebbs and flows, uh, depending on any number of different factors. Yes. And, when things get, and when things get dry, uh, you know, you're going to be thirsty until that well gets dug, uh, whereas if you already have the well dug, that's a different story. So I love that model of audience, asset, and action. I think that's, I think that's fantastic, and I also love – really the overall simplicity of this and how it creates a framework. One of the things I love about what you've shared with us here, Tom, is 
everything that you give us seems to fall within some sort of framework, some sort of proprietary yeah. outline like we discussed earlier, and somebody can take it and run with it. Like, for instance, elimination, education, qualification, motivation, and how we put that into the demonstration process. I think that's great. Uh, I love how we agree on the importance of slowing down the sale when it comes to certain types of high-ticket options. I think that's very important. Audience asset in action, that's a great way to define your lead generation system or your lead funnel or whatever word we want to call it, depending mm, on what yeah. year and what day we're in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so and what I like about this, too, is when somebody goes back and listens to the entire interview, and uh, you know, we're going to get to you in just about three minutes in terms of what you have for us, this, okay. when you put it together, also answers the question of how do I raise my rates? Yeah, and that's a pretty simple answer to that is just double them and off you go. Right. I mean, literally. Yeah, and, literally. Yeah, and, going, beyond, and going beyond that, for the person who may be saying, wow, this is quite a precipice to jump from, or what, do I, what happens if uh, I raise my rates? And it's, uh, I mean, you've already addressed that. Right. But it also, it also gives the person who is raising their rates a vehicle to drive as they do so. So, okay, so I'm charging nine ninety seven for my consulting, and now I'm, but now I'm bumping up to nineteen ninety seven. Who's going to believe me? Okay, well, if you want to be believed, there's a real simple thing to do: is you set up a demonstration, you start offering demonstrations to people, and you follow elimination, education, qualification, motivation, and that's how you create yeah. the visual positioning for your invisible thing to your marketing. I mean, it's to the point where I actually just want to, like, hang up on you and work on my new uh, my new demonstration, even though we have six minutes left. That's how excited I am. Well, there's a couple of important points there. And, you know, it's, it's all very well for me to sit here. I know, as I say, double your prices. And if you think back to the example of the uh, hypnotherapists and they doubled their prices, but they had massive volume coming in. So they could do that with some confidence, knowing that even if there was a drop-off in the buying rate, they still had plenty of volume. And this is what I'm talking about before is that if you've got the volume, as well as the filters, then you, you get plenty of great drinking water. If you've got the volume of uh, leads coming in, so how do you do that? And that's where the online meeting comes in, all the demonstration. Should I take just a minute to explain why I get so hot and sweaty about the online meeting, why it's so great? Yeah, we can Have we got time for that? We, we have three minutes. Go. Okay. Well, let me explain why, because if you think about there's a plethora of different options for you to do your marketing out there, and this could be quite ruling for people. There's online funnels, there's trade shows, there's, there's emailing, there's, there's a million of them. But think back. The oldest and still the most successful marketing method in the world is speaking to groups of people. Yeah. And if you have any doubt about that, think of how many clients uh, Buddha, Christ, and Muhammad have. It's like billions, billions. right? And all those, all those three people did was speak to groups of people. I didn't even have megaphones or – that's all they did. So that's the oldest, most proven, successful method in the world, speaking to groups of people. Combine that with the newest marketing medium in the world, which is the Internet, what you have is online meetings. No one – incredibly efficient, incredibly effective. No one has to drive anywhere. You and I can sit at home. We can conduct the meetings. Uh, our prospective clients can just go click, click, bang, they're in the meeting. No one has to fly anywhere. It's just efficient and it's effective. So that's – and the online meetings gives us the opportunity. I said we talked about elimination, education, motivation, and, and, and uh, qualification. But it also gives us an hour 
to spend with an individual and and I call it the four levels of psychological allure. We create rapport, respect, relatability, and reciprocity. That's all in my latest book called Marketing the Invisible. But, but the, and that's why I love the online meeting. That's probably enough, is it? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, cool. Yeah, that is fantastic. So, so Tom, you told me in the green room you have a little something for our listeners. So let me turn over the floor to you once more. And for those who are listening right now, including myself, we're on the edge of All our right. seats here. What have you got? <laughs> well, look, the best – if people have an interest in, in how to do this the way we've been talking about, the best thing I can do is come along to one of my online meetings and see how I do it. So if, if they go to www.iwantweeklyleads.com, dot com i want weekly leads.com they'll be able to register for one of my online meetings and they can sit there and as a as a spectator or get involved whichever they prefer and they can see exactly how i run my lead generation demonstrations great awesome awesome so i will be doing that myself uh tom poland i want to thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us here today, the Business Creators Radio Show. This has been an honor. This has been an education. And this has been a huge demystification for us. So from the bottom of my heart and for the gratitude of our listeners, thank you. Thank you so much, Adam, for having me on the show. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.